Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to this very special IGN UK podcast that celebrates everything that has happened in the last 12 months. Yes, it is the very best of 2014. And for this, I am joined by uh, Luke Caramani. Hello. And by Christopher Tiddy. Why do you sound so sad? This no, should be that's upbeat. Not, it's not, it's sultry, it's not sad. I was, uh, being, I was seducing. Have you heard me trying to chat up ladies? <laughs> it's Ooh. really depressing. I'm going to say hello pod people. Go on then, yeah, uh, say that. And duck hunt. Go on then. Done it. So, yeah, so it's, do, it's happened. Do you Hell think it. that uh, 2014 really was the year where Duck Hunt became... Well, you bought it back, right? It was the year of the Duck Hunters. Uh, I did bring Duck Hunt back. Like and you bought back Banter? Uh, yeah, that was that was a long time ago, though. Of course. And um, I found a trailer for Banter the Movie online this week, by the way. What's that? Like a spoof of Richard Keyes and Andy Gray, what they oh, did. Really? Yeah, it's quite funny. Right, okay. Um... Yeah, no, it's nice. Uh, I guess, yeah, the highlight of the year maybe is saying thank you to all the duck hunters for setting up the Facebook group and being so supportive and lovely. And yeah. they have been legendary. So from the bottom of our hearts, thank you very much. Thank you. So over the course of the next, I don't know, hour or so, we're going to look at the biggest <laughs> news of the last twelve months. Hour, <laughs> twenty minutes, mate. <laughs> the biggest disappointment. So you'll be in your element there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get cracking on that one. And of course, our personal favourite games and movies. But yeah, let's mm. let's take a look at the news and. Um, I guess, you know, some of the biggest news has probably come from the entertainment side of things, really. Yeah. It's been a big year. Yeah, and like Marvel. Marvel and DC. Marvel and DC stepped up their game, yeah, went toe-to-toe. It was quite weird and unusual and strange the way it all happened because the DC news escaped via a call to investors. Yeah, like a, an investor call, yeah. Which... I don't know. It's just is that a bit... called to investors? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry to just... <laughs> it's just a bit of a miserable way to do it, whereas yeah. Marvel did a big Marvel event, got everyone there, and people really didn't know what they to expect. They were on the call, though. Like, Batman was on the call, <laughs> Superman was on the call, you just couldn't hear them. We just thought it was going to be, uh, the Marvel one was going to be a trailer or something, yeah. but it was an announcement of... A lot of, a lot of films. Lot so yeah, um, so DC made their announcement on October 15, and yep. then Marvel on October 28. So I wonder if that was like, oh, we got two weeks. Let's let's show those guys. Let's pull out the big guns. So uh, yeah, uh, phase three for Marvel and and phase one, I guess, for DC. Yeah. But a hell of a lot of films. Like maybe 20 films between the two of them. Between um, what in the next kind of five years or so? Isn't yeah, it? up to so. about up to about 2020, we've got movies going. Look, the final one is Green Lantern in 2020. Can't wait for that. What a way to finish the reboot. Ryan <laughs> um, Reynolds rest. Uh, lots of stuff we were expecting. So Guardians of the Galaxy two. Yep. Uh, well, I guess maybe yes, we were by that point because it had been a huge hit. Um, a Flash movie, the Justice League movies, getting a Wonder Woman movie. We kind of thought that would happen. Yep, yep, yep. But also a few surprises. A cyborg movie starring Ray Fisher. Mm. I know nothing about Ray Fisher. I know nothing about Ray. No, Fisher. but I guess we're going to find out in Justice League Part One who Do you Ray think Fisher he's is. A man that fishes for rays. Oh, can we not do that? Manta or Sting? <laughs> No, okay. We're there getting, might be other rays, I don't know. We're getting a Shazam movie, we're getting a Black Panther movie, uh, Captain Marvel movie. We're getting another Thor movie, which I was quite surprised about. I would say there's a lot of films there that not necessarily were like, we need those. I don't, yeah. yeah. Shazam, especially, who wants to go around with people using the app to listen to music? 
Wow. No. That's what I am excited for, though. <laughs> only because Is that not the thing? character used to be called Captain Marvel, and he's my dad's favourite superhero. So he's who my dad used to tell me about. Yeah, Billy Batson. There you go. And he says Shazam, and he turns into Captain Marvel. Although who's he can't be called Captain Marvel anymore because... They don't know the right. Is it go. DC? Who yeah. owns him? Uh, not who owns him. Who's playing him? Uh, we don't know. We okay. only know that uh, The Rock's playing Black Adam, who's the kind of anti-hero, the kind of villain of the cool. piece. Yeah. But yeah, uh, a Thor. I, I think quite surprised we got a Thor sequel and not an Ant-Man. We're not going to get an Ant-Man sequel. And we obviously, got the first Ant-Man, yeah. No, and so. obviously this year was quite a big year for Ant-Man because yeah. it all kind of went wrong behind the scenes. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Edgar Wright left um, to be replaced by Peyton Reed. Oh, and uh, Doctor Strange finally got cast yeah we I'll had a funny little video a lot of speculation yeah or just everyone saying it's going to be better to come a batch apart from him so yeah i don't know what well, i mean it's exciting we're going to get so it all kicks off next year really yes um with like age of ultron in april may kind of time yeah it? and then the year after batman v superman <clears throat> i guess the kind of interesting is is the fact that both companies are doing two double parters so we're going to get two justice league movies yeah. and two infinity war movies mm. so it's interesting to see how they go about doing that cliffhangers yeah. Um, you know, I guess they're shooting them back to back. It's just going to be interesting how they split them up and yeah. who's going to die as well. But it feels like yes. the Batman versus Superman film has been coming for so long already. And the fact it's not coming out next year, it's coming out the year after. Yeah. So you're probably what? Is it summer? I don't know. Yeah, probably yeah. 18 months away. Yeah. 2016, yeah. Oh, that is a long time. Um, although one of my favourite bits of 2014 was definitely the bants between Zack Schneider and J.J. Abrams. You like that? Sending their little kind of social things to each other. Having said that, a break is possibly not a bad thing. We have had a lot of superhero movies recently, and maybe you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. I think I'm kind of I'm kind of a bit tapped out on superheroes. Well, unlucky because it's just <laughs> you get stepped no, up. but like a break a break before they kind of really get into the deep stuff. Like I I don't know. I I just feel like they announced Batman vs Superman too early. Mm. That's kind of a recurring um, theme though, isn't it? In terms of that early announcement, Comic Con last year. Yeah, two years in advance. I don't know if they announced too early. They just pushed it back a whole year yeah. when they were shooting it. I mean, that's the problem. It would have been coming out next year. Sure. So, yeah. Why do you think that was in, in retrospect? Do you think that was because they thought, right, we want to do this film, but then actually it was like, actually, we need a bigger plan and then we're going to have this entire slate with heroes that kind of go from one film to the film. I next. think it's partly that. I think it's also partly next year is a crazy year to release a film in because you've got a new Bond a new Star Wars, a new Avengers. But what did they... Like, obviously, when uh, BVS was pushed back, did we know that there was a Bond coming next year? Did we, we, we knew there was a Bond. We knew there was a Star... Yeah, we, we knew that they were okay. all already kind of stationed in that year. Yeah. So I think partly they were kind of thinking, let's get our own year when, when it's not up against these other billion-dollar franchises. Yeah. Because uh, that's what they are. This year was, was a year without billion-dollar franchises, yeah. really. Mm. You've got and Jurassic World in there as well. Yeah, so potentially four. Yeah. Is there room for five? I don't know. They decided... Or, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an effects-heavy movie. Um, ben Affleck was quite busy on Gone Girl as well, so yeah. I don't know if it was scheduling. I've not seen that. It's good. Is it? Yeah. So, or we'll find out if it hits your uh, yeah. best of uh, 2014 but later. We're going to be kept busy. The superhero show is going to be kept busy. That was the biggest thing of the year. The superhero show was. Right? It was the biggest <laughs> thing of the year. You and Creeper getting your own little show. Mm. Nailed it. Well, pe the people wanted it and they finally got it. So More Tilly. Yeah. Tilly time. Any I'm still waiting for the uh, superhero show uh, IGN UK podcast crossover that we spoke We're going to make that happen. Week. We'll make that happen in 3D. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I know Max Ford Aromascope so that was the biggest movie story of the year I would say what was the biggest game story of the year 
Come on, give me something. Well, I wouldn't say there's lots of big games. There's some interesting news stories. So obviously yeah. Facebook bought Oculus Rift. Mm. Yes. Now that was a... Uh, Oculus has obviously been a, a kind of fan favourite for gamers and VR in general. has been kind of big, obviously, uh, this year. Uh, Sony showed off Morpheus. Uh, still not really sure of its application of uh, in, in terms of consumers. But Facebook buying it is a kind of strange one. Now obviously we have friends who work at the Facebook mm-hmm. office. Mm. And I still don't know if they really know how Facebook is going to incorporate Oculus. Maybe I'm sure they do. They just can't share that information with us. Mm. Um, and it was what well, actually this year has been. You know, a lot of big purchases. Been quite, as it's well. been quite yeah. It's been quite tech tech heavy rather mm. than games. I would say like I don't know for the year following the release of the big consoles. It's been quite quiet on the Flappy game Bird thing. is the biggest games news ever. Flappy like for the three days it was on <laughs> sale. Um, like or available even. genuinely. IGN reviewed Flappy Bird. Mm. That game we reviewed. Like, that is... I've never played it. Haven't you? I don't I've, need to play it. I know exactly what it's about. I've got it on my phone and have never updated it, so I still have the original version, um, which sounds pathetic. But I... Because, I, obviously, do you remember the, the ridiculousness of when he pulled it because it was ruining people's lives? Yeah. And phones <laughs> with it installed were going on eBay know, for, know, like, know. you know, thousands of pounds. Like... It's diabolical. <laughs> it's like, who cares? But if, it's that thing, right? It's the same with the, the PlayStation anniversary consoles that you could buy from a place in um, East London for nineteen thousand ninety four, yeah. And you can sell it for $20,000. That is one hell of a But the a thing profit. is, with the PlayStation, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of history. It's probably going to be... I'd imagine it would appreciate in value. You would hope. Mm. <laughs> Flappy Bird is like, it's a flash in the pan. We, when was the last time you checked eBay? For a phone with Flappy Bird on it, see how much it's going for. When I wrote this story about it... Ages ago. Yonks. So that's my point. They might have gone up in value. They might be worth millions by now. I, so he re- he's re-released it since. <laughs> I'm joking. Okay, good. <laughs> right. Well, I'm glad that that has been cleared up. But he re-released it since, so I don't think it will be. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was... It, but it was weird. It was... So you never played it. Did you play it, Tilly? No. As a massive fan of Angry Birds, I'm yeah. very disappointed by You that. like Candy Crush as well, because we, we have Candy Crush bun- bands. I did them both uh, mm. for a bit, and then I stopped them both because yeah. I thought I should be reading books. This is yes. ridiculous. No, I, ha- also, I had to delete if, Candy if Crush. your only experience of games is goddamn Angry Birds, and what was the other one? Candy, Candy Crush. Crush. And Words with Friends. Chris. I don't so have any friends, more which is my problem. Than that. Scrabble's the best. I can't believe you're still playing Words with Friends. Uh... It's, I'll play it for the rest of my life. I'll, I'll play Scrabble for the rest of my life. Did you ever get into Draw Something? Draw Something was yeah. amazing Stopping back in the day. Skate and buy the official Scrabble app. Is that a- it's too much money. <laughs> I got quite you. And then I went back to playing Scrabble and the stuff was ever slightly wrong. It's like, oh no. It's just slightly a, different tiles. Play a knockoff. So I'm, look, I'm trying to look up Flappy Bird on eBay and see how but much no, it is. Flap- oh, yeah. So his name, I believe his name was... Dong Nguyen, but I apparently was pronounced that wrong because I did news videos and people got very cross. I was going to say that doesn't sound like it's pronounced correctly. No, well, it's Dong Nguyen. Just leave it at that. Stop. Up to 150 grand. That was back in February. No. That's in the Telegraph. Keep, keep talking. That and is, like, that genuinely. A lot more than a, an anniversary and PlayStation. I, and I had it on my phone, and then I got. This is also the year when I got mugged twice. My phone got sold on twice. And I and both of them had Flappy Bird on. Well, maybe they've gone and sold them. Well, this is the point. Yeah. I could have just sold those. The phones. moral of the story is just stop waving your phone around. Genuinely, no one. Yeah, it did happen on the street. There you go. Yeah, it was my own fault. I've never had a phone stolen. I lost though. the phone, but that's because I was in the nightclub. I ne- before this year, in, never. A nincompoop. 
Okay. Any news? Nah, let's move on. No. <laughs> All right. Done. On to the um, next one. Other kind of stuff. So E3 kind of came and went, nothing amazing. You know, obviously, we saw a bit more of, you know, a few more bits of information on stuff that was coming out. I think the most interesting thing for me was two bits. Um, there was the Destiny beta. Yes. Because they showed off Destiny. Lots of people excited about Destiny. And then suddenly it was, oh, well, don't just watch the videos of it. There's a beta of it going on right now. And I think that is brilliant. The more we can do of that, get people playing the games mm. at the same time as us kind of showing them is, is fantastic. But then also PT, which yes. is Hideo Kojima's uh, horror game that he did with that funny little Spanish man. Yeah, with El Toro. Thank you very and much. he's not little and he's <laughs> not funny. He's, he's not awesome. big and he's not clever. All right, Spanish <laughs> he's, man. He's massive. Okay. Oh, he's Mexican, isn't he? Yep. Speech Brilliant, Spanish. I'm doing so well. <laughs> what, this is what, offensive what, on many levels. What, what, what are you going to say about PT? I'm just going to talk about Gilbert Del Toro. What? <laughs> um, two, two pints at lunchtime, Simmons. Exactly. So the thing about that game is, it, well, A, it's just the most effed up thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that they can turn that into a full-length game. Mm. Um, and we kind of saw that a little bit with Alien Isolation. Messed up, um, and it obviously borrows a kind of lot of the horror tropes that you see in kind of films. But it's an interactive. I would say it's an interactive experience rather than the game, because you can get. Well, I got all the way up to the end, and I couldn't <coughs> solve it. And I have no idea how some people actually did solve it mm. without like following um, kind Guides. of walkthroughs. Um, but it, it's it's properly out there yeah. and, and messed up. And if we can do horror that well as an experience then great. Like, I would question how much, you know, you wouldn't want to sit there and play that for eight hours. It would not be a fun experience. Is it, is it pleasant? Like, did you enjoy it? Not really. <laughs> great. But, that's, but you know what I feel about horror anyway. I, I don't yeah. particularly like No, horror. I don't like horror. I, do, well, I, I get scared, like, if something attacks me from behind and that <laughs> sounds awful. Um, but, yeah. In games, uh, <laughs> Talking about my In clubs. Yeah, uh, let's let's but, Friday night. Yeah, uh, but, but yeah. Um, what else happened? Obviously, you know, Wii U, I would, I would argue that this was the first year in Wii U's existence, and it feels like it's been around for a long time, even though it hasn't been around for that long. You, it's, <laughs> it's actually becoming a viable I, rem- uh, I remember you console. guys coming back from, where was it that you first saw Wii U? E3. Two uh, years two ago. Two years, years ago. ago. Yeah, and you came back, Maybe and you were so ago. excited, you, talk, you told me all about it, probably on this podcast, and I kept saying, I don't really get it. Like, It doesn't sound that amazing and that revolutionary and you guys say no it is you you have to see it and then the last two years like you guys have barely spoken about did, it did we really get you that were excited? properly excited about it like that was the best thing you saw while you were there and i just didn't get it at the time and it was just funny to me that no one really mentioned it again the last right. two years so, well now it's back now, so yeah no I'm, I'm really intrigued so what's what's changed so like when it launched uh, a year and a bit ago um it didn't really have and it well even for the first twelve months it didn't really have a killer app didn't have a game that, mm. yeah. no that system would seller. make you go out and buy it but now it's got a really strong back catalogue this year you've had Super Smash Brothers you've had uh, Zelda Kart. HD Remake Mario Kart Bayonetta and suddenly you've got a game that's obviously a lot more attractively priced now as well because you can pick it up for kind of hundred and eighty quid or something mm. like that um, and the thing about it you know it's a Nintendo console so it offers a different experience from PS4 and Xbox One. And that's what I quite like. I don't have one myself, still. But I'm very, very, very close to buying one. Yeah, and I was very, <laughs> I was, I'm still thinking about kind of asking for one for Christmas. 
because I'm still a child and I have a Christmas list. Uh, but no, I still buy one, Luke. Like, like, no, but like that's the thing. I might. I'm now at the point. If you've bought one and you're looking for other games to play, that is totally up. And there. the more I see of and that, yeah, but that's what it does. Smash really. Bros is like it just always felt like a bit of a novelty to me. It was like it was like doing clever things like that. that you didn't really weren't really looking for and don't really but need. I, th- I, th- I think they kind of pitched it wrong. I was trying to talk about it to someone the other day and again like there's st- there are still people out there who are like think it's just like a tablet upgrade for the for the original Wii well, and that's, it's, and that's it's not they called it the Wii U they should never have called it the Wii U no agreed they absolutely that confused me screwed mm. up the release uh, the announcement they announced well they showed the control they didn't show the console um, you, you were really happy at the time about I remember about your wife being able to watch the TV while you could play on the th- your machine yeah I still don't really get that. Is, that, is mm. that a real reason that a lot of people would be buying it? Because I feel like still you're going to watch the telly together with your partner or... You haven't been around to my house. <laughs> and again, you haven't been around to Or if mine. not, you'll be, you'll be on your phone checking your Facebook and your emails like, rather like, than playing a game while... Like when Zelda comes out, if I can play Zelda on that screen without having to watch it on my main TV yeah. and it offers me the full experience, and it will because uh, you can do it a n- number of other other ways obviously uh, PS4 remote play has that PlayStation 2 now does that mm. the problem you've got there is like trying to play a PS4 game on a Vita just doesn't quite work mm-hmm. properly the controls aren't there but with Wii you would be playing uh, Zelda with the pad anyway with the TV screen pad thing anyway yeah. so in theory it's offering the same experience and I would definitely be up for that you wouldn't go in the other room and play it on another telly if you had a telly in another room. Just you, Chris. I've only got one TV. Yeah, no, I'm, but I'm intrigued. I'm but you could spend the money on another TV. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That, what do you mean? Well, if I bought another TV, then I wouldn't have a Wii You still don't have a Wii U. <laughs> no, I know, but I need to buy one, not another TV. Also, what kind of TV would you get for 180 quid? Seriously. These days, actually, quite a decent one. No, you Be- wouldn't. Better than your little screen. Be- this in three years' time. Yeah. The Wii U won't be around in three years' time. <laughs> well, don't buy one now, Do you really then. think so? No. Do you really think Nintendo were going to announce a new console that quickly? I didn't say that. I said the Wii U won't be around in three years' time. People won't be making games for Wii U in three years' time. Bet. Look at this. On camera. So Nintendo won't have a console out? Ninten- Nintendo's going so to that's announce not what Alex That's said. not what I said. Do you want to take the bet or not? Chris, what's, the, what's it on? No, I, well, no, I will take it, but what's it on? What's it on? I'm surprised it's still around. Let's just keep going. Let's right. move on. I've got, I've got a bit of news. Star Wars happened. Well, it actually happened in 2013, if we're yeah, honest. But, uh, but, we got but it's, been, it's been ongoing. We, we got a name. We got spin-offs. We got sequels. We got, lots of we got directors. We got cast. We got cast character names. And, and a trailer. And a trailer. And a trailer. So, I mean, from here on in, it's going to be non-stop now, Star Wars, mm. which is awesome. <laughs> I'm still bitter cautious, about 1313 cautious, getting cancelled. Yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic. We got a cast full of Brits, which I'm a fan of. Yeah. Dom Hall Gleeson, Andy Serkis, uh, that who's girl. He, who's Dom Hall Gleeson? Uh, he, he was in About Time. Did you see that? No. Nope. Did you see Harry Potter? I've seen Harry Potter. She was uh, Bill Weasley in that. He's the son of Brendan Gleeson, who played Mad-Eye Moody in Harry Potter. And he's in Axe Machina. He's very, very good. Okay. Um, lots of British act- actors in it, though. Uh, disaster on set. Harrison Ford getting hit yeah, yeah. by the door of the Millennium Falcon. And I actually heard it was much more serious than they let on. Yeah. Really? Very serious, yeah, and that's why there wasn't really much news about it, that he was in real trouble. But Should have let the Wookiee win. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Tasteless. <laughs> why is that tasteless? <laughs> Could have died. Uh, oh, come off it. But Just we've still got another year to wait. Over a year. I know. Well, what what over, day is this going to drop on? Afterwards, so just under a year. 
Yeah, so December eighteenth, twenty twenty fifteen is what yeah. we're waiting for. It's a long time. It's a long time. Now we've seen a teaser as well. It's not as long as Blooming Batman versus Superman. I know, but they haven't released a teaser for that. Like, there's a teaser out there now. Ah, yeah. uh, I want to see it. Do you like the? Did you like the teaser? Did you like the lightsaber? Uh, yeah, I thought it was all right. I mean, we, we discussed it at length on the on the podcast. I yeah. thought it was uh, it was fine. It didn't. Yeah. I, I I've seen much better teasers, but mm. I hope they don't do too many. They don't what? No, well the they do too. I, I, well, the I rumor is like, the next one's in April. I'd like a trailer. That's in front of uh, Avengers two. Yeah, yeah. I still find it weird that Star Wars is part of Disney. I find mm. it really weird. No, I do too. So we've got spin-off wise, we've got Gareth Edwards doing the next spin-off, The Christmas cool. After, which uh is out kind of out there now, uh rumour wise, but I heard this a while ago that it's definitely a Boba Fett movie. Right. Like ninety nine percent sure. I've heard that from people in and around it. That's like the heist movie type. Uh thing. yeah, that's what's come out uh lately is that it's like a bunch of bounty hunters. Kind oh, of the stealing the thing, stealing yeah. the Death Star plans. And he's writing that with Gary Witter. Yeah. Video game. He is the ex-editor of um, PC Game uh, in the UK. Mm. Uh, Josh Trank is doing the next spin-off. Josh Trank did Chronicle, and he's doing nice. Fantastic Four coming out next summer. What happened to Chronicle Two? It never really got off the ground. Right. I, I think Mac La- Max Landis, who wrote the first one, wrote a script for the second one, and the studio didn't really like it. Wanted to go dark, in their own direction, right, yeah. Mm. And then Josh you don't Trank want to take got, it in one direction. <laughs> Josh Trank got signed up for uh, Fantastic Four and then Star Wars, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm done here." Fair enough. <laughs> and also, <laughs> exactly. it was a great standalone movie. Maybe it just was, yeah, it was good. And then Ryan Johnson is going to do the Star Wars sequels, so mm. not J.J. Abrams, which is interesting. But he's a great filmmaker. I mean, he's made three films, and I, th- I think, and they've all been fantastic. Looper. Um, I loved Looper. Looper uh, was okay. Looper was, really was amazing. Good. It was okay. Uh, and Brick, and I've forgotten the other one, but it was it was I've a con artist movie. So yeah, it's all happening in the Star Wars universe, and it's all happening in the whole Star Wars superhero. What a good time to be an IGN reader. That's what I will say. <laughs> I agree. I like what you've done there. Thanks. Uh, finally, twenty. It says here twenty fifteen is the new twenty fourteen. What does yeah. that mean? So many things have slipped from this year. It's been really year. sad. Into next year, not last year. <laughs> That'd be weird. That's kind of time travel stuff. type stuff. Because obviously we were expecting Batman out this year, Battlefield out this year, Evolve out this year, Witch out this year. No, they all buggered off. And so uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens. Like, uh, and I think going back to the E3 that we were talking about, that really did become a look at what's coming next year. Mm. And the E3 is normally like you know look at the kind of cool stuff that's happening mm. between now and the end of, of the year. So be interesting to see if that becomes a trend and next year's E3 is about stuff that's happening or whether it's about stuff that's happening further and further away because even The Division which that's was shown well. uh, not this E3 but the E3 before that may come out next year you would hope it is going to come out next year it's been a bit uh, I think it's been a, a bit kind of upsetting because a lot of kind of early adopters who bought their consoles on mm. the premise of these are the games that you can get next year Watch Dogs exactly that. that was supposed to be a launch title and this thing everything slipped you know, Drive Club as well Drive Club came out what like a month ago yeah. and that was meant and still is now is playable mm. um, you know all these slips but people bought this at launch with these launch prices and it's all slipped, and there's been price cuts since, and they could have held off and gotten it much cheaper. I would say that's... I know that's a risk of being an early adopter, absolutely. but still... On, on any kind of technology. I know, but I think it's particularly unfortunate the degree to which it's happened. Like, it's not just one if or two titles. If you were buying a PlayStation 4 for Drive Club, then that's your own fault, but this thing, it's a, But this thing, you're not just buying a... 
if you're buying a PS4 for Drive Club and just Drive Club got delayed, okay. But Drive Club, Watch Dogs, Battlefield, Evolve, like everything. I know that. I'm just saying. What are you saying? I'm just saying it's been a bit of a unfortunate time. Consumer rights. You're, you're IGN's very own Anne Robinson. I am, yes. Yeah. We need Bear Park with his hair. But speaking of disappointments, and we were because obviously Watch Dogs and... Uh, the, um, <laughs> Seamless. Well, I was going to say the crew, but yeah, the crew was a disappointment as well. But I think it's, it hasn't been a great year, I think especially for like Ubisoft, for example. Um, Assassin's Creed, obviously their biggest franchise, uh, well, pretty much every single year. And then Unity came out as the kind of the game that was focused on next generation and no one had a face in the game. That was unfortunate. Have you seen the screenshots for that? No. Oh, I did, I did, yeah, Just yeah. like floating eyeballs. I didn't go well, I didn't go well. <laughs> the eyeballs and the muscles. Yeah. What was that German professor who used, to, that was his show that was just kind of like muscle bodies. Do you remember? Yeah. Oh, the guy who cut people open. Yeah. It's like yeah. the autopsy yeah. thing, yeah. yeah it was just, it was so weird. It's just <laughs> having this like, eyelidless <laughs> person talking to you. It's like, oh my God. I am. Um, All kinds of screwed up stuff. I just remember playing South Park, The Stick of Truth in like uh, May or something mm. and thinking, you know what? Ubisoft was such a strong year ahead of them. Ubisoft has suddenly... Because I always think of EA and Activision as the big two, really, as my personal... was my outlook. Yeah. And I was like, this is the year. This is the year that Ubisoft kind of claimed that they had Watchdog, <coughs> they had the crew, yeah. they had the division, they had everything lined up. And it all just went really wrong. Uh, obviously, they've had some big hits. Oh, yes. And we'll talk okay. about those shortly. Later. But I do think, you know, to mess up Assassin's Creed, to the, the extent where... The, I think it was the creative director sent out a personal note and they offered anybody who'd bought a season pass to the DLC a free game. You mm. know that something pretty serious has gone wrong mm. there. Um, and obviously uh, next year's Assassin's Creed has been leaked. Assassin's Creed Victory set in uh, Victorian London. Uh, I think it was Victorian London. Yeah. 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 Um, the fact that, you know, did they announce that? Did they leak that? To deliberately. On purpose just to try and go... Forget that one over there. Let's go move on to the next one. I don't know. Mm. That's the cynic. But me. Rogue was good. But unfortunately, Rogue was on last gen. Yep. Well, that's not a bad thing. But I just it, it wasn't a focus no. for them. But then also the crew, which, you know, a lot of driving games came out. Forza, arguably the best of the bunch. Yeah. Um, but I don't particularly like kind of, you know, straight down the line racing games. I like something a bit more fun. So I was looking a forward bit more to the crew. Um, and I played the beta and it just left me cold. Yeah, I. I mean, by all accounts, the full game is. Yeah, I mean, I'm, ambitious, but not that interesting. I like MMOs, so I kind of like that aspect of it. But it's it is a bit it's a bit of a weird one because I I was actually slightly more excited for Drive Club, mm. and again, Drive Club just all those launch issues and stuff. I don't know. This has kind of been the year again. I think it's good that developers are moving forward and trying to embrace the whole possibilities of the consoles. But there's too much focus on, on online only and these launch issues. And what I, and again, like the fact that I, I started playing Warcraft years ago, like 10 mm. years ago, and you'd see all these kind of issues way back in the day. This is the kind of stuff that no longer affects Warcraft because they've been through it and they yeah. know what to expect. You'd yeah. expect that that kind of knowledge has permeated the industry. Yeah, but see, I don't think it is, I don't think it's a case of knowledge. Like, I, GTA is a good example, right? That is a game where well, GTA Online was that has been it? tested to the limit, mm. but it's very different testing it in front of a hundred thousand people uh, rather than millions. Yeah, um, and you just can't stress test that unless you do a beta. Um, and even then, when you do do a beta like Destiny, there's no guaranteeing that that's going to go smoothly. I would say that um, Warcraft is 
an exception rather than the rule. Yeah. Because they've been in that space for a long, long time. That, that's kind of why it surprised me a little bit with Destiny, because I would have assumed that... So they obviously had launch issues. And yeah. I would have assumed that with Activision Blizzard, with it being such a big thing, they would have brought in some of the Warcraft guys and been like, look, what to expect? Server load I don't know. I don't know. I'm not technically minded enough. I don't think it's simple, simply a case of going like, can you add a bit more memory <laughs> to this, please? <laughs> What about movies? Biggest disappointment movie-wise? I think it's been quite a good year, really. I've not had any big disappointments. disappointments. I've, like, there's been lots of indie films I've liked. I think some of the blockbusters have been quite good. Yep. Mm. Um, the films I didn't think I was going to enjoy, I didn't enjoy. So Spider-Man, I was yeah. never bothered about, and it turned out to be exactly what I thought it would be. Um, it, it wasn't a bad film, it just wasn't a good film. It was fine. It just a bit, gave me a bit of a headache, really. It's yeah. just like a... N- Two hours of white noise. Uh, I'll put up my hands up. I haven't seen Transformers yet, but as I didn't like any of the other ones, I can't no. see this as the one changing it for me. Mm. No. Uh, a couple I kind of was interested in uh, that didn't really live up to expectations um, Transcendence, right. which was directed by um, Chris Nolan's cinematographer, one of the best cinematographers. And it sounded like a really cool premise, but it was. That thingy Fister. That's the. Wally Fister. That's it, yeah. I knew you'd like that. That's an amazing name, <laughs> isn't it? Let's face it. Is that Johnny Depp in it? Yeah. It was just like a crap Lawnmower Man. And Lawnmower Man wasn't that good yeah. in the first place. <laughs> if that's your benchmark. And a, a Million Ways to Die in the West wasn't very funny. And, I, you know, I really like Ted. So yeah. Seth mm. MacFarlane yeah. had his first big folly. But, yeah, I think. And there's one film that's coming out in January in the UK. Inherent Vice, the new Paul Thomas Anderson. It was good, but I have such high expectations for him. Right. Didn't quite live up to them but really I've got no problems with this year I've, I've, I think it's been a pretty good year for, where, for films where does Interstellar fit in all this is that a disappointment is it a, a hit of the year or is it just kind of it's just up there well I think it was a. Um, I don't know I think people liked it without loving it it didn't get any any um, of the big Golden Globe nominations mm. which means it probably won't get the Oscar ones I didn't think it was good enough like, I think it's, yeah. a, it's a very it's an engaging film visually it's pretty stunning but I don't know. There's, there's a million and one holes in it. It felt like, and it just didn't really resonate with me. The scenes, and you know, people around me were were, were tearing up, but right. it didn't really get me I'm in the still, gut. Still not seen it. I need no. to see it. There are scenes in it that are really designed to make you cry, yeah, course, and, and, yeah. and he gets criticised for making quite cold movies. And this is, I felt like him trying to make something that that's got real warmth to it, but yeah. I just, I didn't buy it really. It was too contrived. Right. Not a bad film. I, I really enjoyed watching it, but it won't. I'll quickly forget about it yeah. I think I'll sooner watch Inception again uh, mm-hmm. before I watch Interstellar again well I've I've watched Inception quite a few times mm-hmm. um, I came to I never saw it in the cinema but I've probably watched it about three or four times since then and every time I watch it I like it more mm-hmm. interesting um, and I saw it about a month ago six weeks ago I, it's, pro- it's maybe my favourite Nolan movie mm-hmm. love it I like it interesting yeah. yeah so I think it's been a good year for movies uh, the only thing I was a wild star was a bit of a disappointment for me. Why? Um, as a personal thing, <coughs> it was kind of meant to be the... Uh, MMOs as a genre have kind of been stilted for a little bit, and I think there's been this kind of widespread idea that everyone's moving towards MOBAs. You know, lots of people play League of Legends, lots of people play Dota. You look at all the people who are announcing new MOBAs and things. Um, Wildstar was kind of the golden child that was meant to rejuvenate it. It was meant to bring things back to original WoW, when yep. people like loved it, and you know, like oh, when things were great. And then you actually kind of played it, and it. I'm serious. Talking you, to me. You can turn Siri off, please. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, um, but basically, it, it, you actually then played it, and it's, it's rose tinted glasses. You know, people were very yeah. much idealizing what they used to play. 
like trying to find 40 people to get together and right. like play a raid. That's the same. Actually, one thing, one game we've completely glossed over actually so far is Titanfall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the build up to Titanfall was in was mental. Like we were all excited about it and rightly so. I think it was an amazing game. But three months after launch, those servers were dead. Not Nobody even three months, it. you know? Like, And that's the problem with more and more online games and people sharing their uh, playtime across more and more games. It's you, It's very hard to find... Uh, games that uh, have got popularity with him. I, I think actually Destiny is one of the few games that does. Because this thing, you're so dependent on the community, right? Yeah. And that's the thing that keeps bringing people back to Warcraft. Like, you know, we saw subscriber numbers, I think, dip to below 7 million. And then they went back to 10. Yeah. And that's the thing. You go back because of the community. People yeah. to play with, you know. It, it's so dependent on that. And, and once, like with Wildstar, you need your evangelists, right? And people left. And then that was it. Because yeah. there was just no one to play with. Fair enough. Um, but it's sad. Like, all the, all the building blocks were there, but I thought it had a lot of potential and it just it just slightly misgaged it and it's gone wrong. Fair enough. Well, we should talk about more positive things, I yes. feel. Because um, I think for all of its kind of disappointments, uh, I think 2014 has been a pretty good year. There have some been, well, some very big uh, games, TV shows as well. Like, one of the things, I think one of the highlights for me was Game of Thrones this year. I thought it was mm. a very strong season. Like, especially the, uh, I can't remember if it was episode 8 or 9, but the one where they're uh, raiding the wall. Mm. Um, I watched that with Pear and Tal at uh, their kind of loft apartment. Yes, we were there. In LA. And, you know, we were jet-lagged to hell. But, it was for E3. Uh, on a massive... Um, projector screen which obviously I don't have at my house it was you know <laughs> magnificent mm. who directed that Somebody I think famous. it might be Neil Marshall yeah I think yeah, was, yeah. yeah. He, he, he's tended to direct the big action ones yeah. I'm going to try and get him on the podcast soon yeah we should get him in um, but that was that was amazing I think just TV in general so that I think this season was well, the first part of this season's Walking Dead has been strong mm-hmm. uh, Arrow I always talk about it's great Flash mm-hmm. has been fantastic Gotham not so much mm-hmm. um, yeah and, uh, you know I'm really enjoying a lot of the TV I, the biggest disappointment TV wise definitely Doctor Who really um, I'm, <coughs> really I'm just not gelling with Capaldi I've mm. watched you know three episodes and much, much prefer Matt Smith. He's t- he, like, he's so, and, and maybe this has changed from, mm. you know, three episodes, episode yep. three onwards, but he's so kind of negative and dour, and that's his kind of shtick, right? Mm. But I find it too much. Quite cold, much. isn't he? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. What about movies for you, Chris? Movies, um, on the indie side of things, I really liked uh, Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, a lot of people said that. Yeah, it's a great movie. Like a surprise movie. Dark, nasty movie. Um, And my favourite film of the year is Grand Budapest Hotel. Mm. I like Wes Anderson, but I felt like his films were getting progressively worse. Like I think Rushmore and Roll Tenenbaums were probably my two favourites. And then they've kind of gone down in my estimation a little bit. And then this one, I think it's the best thing he's ever done. Like it's, it's a very Wes Anderson film, so it's kind of... You know, you are worried that you go through the motions, but yeah. then he's just taken everything and just raised his game, like right. visually and musically and acting and performances. And it's just a really lovely, beautiful film. It's a really sweet okay. film. Yeah, so that was really that was a really special film for me. Yeah. Mm. How about you guys? Good films you've seen this year? Uh, well, obviously Guardians. Uh, there was a lot of excitement around Guardians, and I, I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was we were talking over lunch about it I mm. didn't think it was the kind of the most incredible film I'd ever seen uh, I mm, did think that, that Chris Pratt was amazing in it though mm. I thought he was he really kind of raised that film um, and he's 
I know people have said it before, but he's definitely the kind of this generation's Han Solo mm-hmm. in terms of his performance. So I'm interested to see how he's going to be in um, Jurassic World next year. Mm-hmm. Um, other stuff, <coughs> like, I didn't particularly enjoy Captain America that much. Mm. I thought the Winter Soldier himself was pretty rubbish. Yeah, he's a bit bland, isn't he? He's like a, he's a Terminator, isn't he? Yeah, and I think um, like the whole Marvel Shield crossover with Captain America, you had to watch that in such a specific way to get it mm. and there were so many like I I think I was an episode behind right. or ahead I can't quite remember but either way it was just like it's just it's, the stars will never align well it will for a handful of but people. I'm watching I'm watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. now and it's interesting watching it with hindsight knowing what's yeah. coming yeah, in yeah, the yeah, film yeah. world it's quite like ah oh, they do sneak little things in here yeah. and there where it's funny you think the villains are wrong and the agents are right. Yeah. If you didn't know what was what's going to come, yeah, and then because yeah. I know, it's like, oh, actually, they were right and you were wrong. Yeah. Which is quite interesting. Uh, so you're watching season one of. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm, I'm halfway through now. Because so. the only other thing about it is, it's obviously you know they they bought out the big guns for like episode one and stuff like that, and then you know you hear all these references of what's going on in New York and this that and the yeah. other. It's like you haven't got the budget to get these people. Nah. I mean, it's kind of, uh, <laughs> it's Fury's you. just behind the door. Yeah. <laughs> is he? No, I don't think he is. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's met Thor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's definitely a, a TV show that got better as it went on. Um, I, I just found that that kind of crossover a bit too much. Whereas yeah. the crossover with Flash and Arrow, mm. you it's more you organic. Yeah, exactly. It yeah, felt kind of more natural. What about yeah. you, Luke? What, any films you like this year in particular? Yeah, I mean, like so. The other day I watched um, The Inbetweeners and I thought that was a bit of a kind of letdown. But I, I tell watched you, that the other day as well. Um, the Inbetweeners too. Like, yeah. Do you just watch it together and not no, realise? No. no, okay. I, he's I just, laughed he's a lot. Tried. Did you find it funny? The, uh, well, I laughed a lot at some of the bits. Like, yeah, like when he went down bits. the... Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> with the water slide. Yeah, water slide. It's really funny. It's totally my level of humour. I just felt it was a little bit kind of... I don't know, we'd kind of... We decided to watch it based on the fact that we'd seen some of the earlier episodes on TV again and it just doesn't quite live up to that. But what did really... out of steam. I think that's the problem. It was He didn't when he was going down that slide. It was all coming out. What did really surprise me and what I did really like was 22 Jump Street. I like because I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, did you say that you didn't like it or as much? Yeah, I, I reviewed it. I thought it was funny. I it just, was just more of the same. Was, right? Yeah, yeah. It was almost like a remake, um, wasn't it? Yeah, no. Twenty Two Jump Street for me. <coughs> Very funny. I, really? I, I the first one. My name's really Chief. I watched it on the plane when I went on holiday, mm. and um, I found it so funny that I then watched it again coming back, and annoyed everyone by laughing very loudly. There you go. But uh, yeah, no. So I like that. But um, I, as you were saying, like, I'm kind of. I'm a little bit burnt out on superhero films, to be honest. I am Days of Future Past. I oh, yeah. was a yeah, little... About that. Yeah, Days of Future Past. List. I was a little bit let down by. I'm a big X-Men fan. Like, I love the cartoon. I love the comics. I love... Um, I actually like all of the first films. I even don't mind Last Stand that much. Mm. Um, and I, lo- I love First Class. I just felt that... It was, and I don't know if it's Jennifer Lawrence fatigue that I've just seen too much of her. Like Quite too literally. Much, this literally year, right? too much of her. <laughs> but I kind of just, uh, for me, something about Days of Future Past didn't resonate. And I, I, and it may even have been the fact that seeing the older X-Men compared to the new ones, mm. the older ones, just even briefly seeing them, it really struck me. And I was like, these are my X-Men. I, I really like watching these guys. Mm. And I was waiting every time we were in the present. To kind of like, or in the past rather, to jump back to them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Days of Future Past was like that. I yeah. actually thought, uh, I saw the last Wolverine movie, which probably came out last year. Yeah. 
So the one in Japan. Way than I thought it was yeah, be. it's a good movie. Yeah. Mm. It's a good movie. I expected it to be utter dog, but no. I want to talk about another film in a minute, but should we do some game chat Let's as talk well? About games. I'm not going to talk about my favourite game just yet because everybody knows what that is. But uh, big Flappy surprise, Bird. Flappy Bird. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I haven't stopped playing that from. Yeah, I bought it for 150 grand on eBay. And <laughs> worth every penny. Yeah. Pro Evo. The, after I don't know what is it? Ten years of uh, being in the shadow of uh, FIFA. Model. Finally, a game worthy of the Pro Evo name, and it's it's really really good. It's it's better than FIFA, and that's all I've got to say on that. Controversial. That's a big will statement. That, will that continue, or is that just for this year? Um. Well, as a Palace fan, you know it's much easier to be an underdog than it is to kind of stay at the top of your game all the time. So I'm I think sure. I'm just pleased that because if you look at the money that EA has to pump into FIFA, it's you know, they've got it sewn up. And, mm. and don't get me wrong, FIFA still outsold pairs by a crazy amount. But to have something, have a game that's more enjoyable to play, and have hopefully get a bit more competition there that hasn't been there for the, like the last five years or so, I think is good for everyone. So hopefully it will make FIFA think about what next year's game is going to be because I think this year more than any year it's been like the improvements were like barely noticeable really mm, yeah uh, and you know in some cases actually made the game worse I think so and do you think it's acceptable for an Arsenal fan to call any other team an underdog yeah absolutely <laughs> Gonna gonna we're, win the league this year. We're having the best season of our lives. <laughs> Finger out. <laughs> uh, what else? What else we got on the game side of things then? Uh, well, so you mentioned Destiny earlier, and then like you were like saying, well, has it been like one of the biggest disappointments? I think I don't think that's fair to say. I don't know. There was a lot of anticipation for it. You said hype earlier. I did say hype earlier. But and I corrected I, you. And I didn't say it here deliberately, and now you've said it. Um, but can, say can we just play that argument from earlier on in the um, office? Uh, yes, no, so there's anticipation for it. And I, I just feel that I was very excited about it. There's not really enough content. I like more narrative level, structure. Up to level, what level did you get to? I'm an incredibly sad man with a lot of time to kill. Like, I, that's why I did it. that's why that game should be perfect for you. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, so you haven't done any of the raids? No, well, so I've done the strikes and stuff, but the the raid, the yeah. Vault of Glass, you need you need friends, which unfortunately I don't have. So that's the the bit that you forgot to clarify. But, this but the, you used to be part of an MMO crew. But this is the thing, I've got <clears throat> MMO guildmate, and, not, and they all started with me, and one by one they've all peeled off. It just doesn't have the stickiness. For me, I think it's it's an MMO light. Right, oh, that, that, but but that's the problem. It's not enough of a self-contained shooter with a good story and like coherent, enjoyable. Uh, but there's not enough coherent, enjoyable gameplay for me to play it as a single-player shooter for me personally. But similarly, as an MMO player, there's not enough like actual content there for me to get my teeth into, and the grind is tedious rather yeah. than kind of uh, seductive. And that's where Warcraft's gone right this year because Warcraft has been dipping. Warlords of Draenor launched, mm. what, two months ago? And subs have shot up. This, like, Tom Chilton is back directing it. He directed The Burning Crusade, but, and he is nailing so it. So that is, that is a game that's had years to iterate, years to learn. This is Bungie's first stab at this kind of... I, I also, I would say it's a bit of a first for consoles. Not many games have had that model. We've got Division coming that is going to follow mm. suit in terms of its setup. And I just think, you know what? The first Assassin's Creed wasn't very good, but look what happened there. So no, The I, first Watch Dogs wasn't very good, but I'm pretty sure that the next one is going to be pretty good. So I think 
Bungie has probably learned lessons, mm. and uh, although you know it's supposed to be a ten-year franchise, <laughs> like Destiny Two is coming out next year or whenever it yeah. is. Yeah, well, so. th- that's that's the other point. Like just the speed with which you know it's been three months, mm. and they're doing an expansion, and within three months. I don't think that's a bad thing. You were already saying the game's not got enough content, so if it hasn't got enough content, but, then what better way than to give it more? Yes, but the expansion isn't really meaty enough to kind of justify the price tag. And the other thing, just from a UK your st- opinion. Okay, but from a UK standpoint, $20... I'm just saying, because I've seen a lot of people who have played it for hours Absolutely fine. And hours but from a U- hours. But from a UK standpoint as well, it's, yep. it's $20 and it's £20. That is a poor conversion. Uh, yeah. And you do see them at least kind of pretending That's now. That's like, exclusive to Destiny. No, you, but you do so. see them at least now pretending now to make it 14 dollars Anyway, let's... Otherwise, we'll just keep arguing about that. Um, uh, Dragon Age is one of yours. I love Dragon Age. So I've only just started playing it, but I am absolutely head over heels for it. It's, mm. um, it's, you know what, this generation and also the end of the last generation, we haven't really seen, I don't think, a lot of really solid Western RPGs. So we had Mass Effect 3, yep. you know, a while ago. Not really been that many, you know, they either tend to go down the MMO route or you have action adventure, but a classic kind of RPG that takes the whole tabletop gameplay thing and, you know, kind of, you know, dexterity and cunning and all these different abilities. Is it basically Skyrim? Pretty much, yeah. And which was 2011, you know, and it's, it's just brilliant. But also on top of that, the writing is brilliant. Like, I am... I ended up crying the other day at a scene, and it's like it's just really. Had you not saved your game? You switched your console. Pretty much. Yeah, uh, I, I no, it's that. it's I, just I really really well written, and um, similarly, by ingratiating yourself to certain members of the team, mm. you piss off other ones, and so you know you are missing certain aspects of the story because they're not yeah. going to then let you in. Yeah. And and so that that's as far as I'm concerned, that is encouraging replayability. But I just think it is. After so long, after a drought of RPGness, mm. it is fantastic. Well, thank you for asking, Chris, but my favourite game is Far Cry 4. <laughs> I know you didn't ask me, but... <laughs> I'm not bothered. <laughs> why, why, why is it Far Cry 4, Alex? Because it's... Because you're always like, playing it at your desk. Because it's, it's after that Far... That is not true. <laughs> What's for a bit? Uh, <laughs> I'm killing more animals. Uh, what? But that's it. If you can blow up... Um, Take this, turtle. So I've got a new uh, light machine gun. <laughs> what uh, is happening? Called... Oh, God. I can't remember what it's called, but it takes about three bullets to kill a rhino. How badass is that, right? That is badass. Alex the Poacher, great. I took took out one of the major fortresses, which are pretty hard to do, on my own yesterday. No alerts. Pretty sweet. Sounds like a good evening. Exactly, right? (laughs) (laughs) While your wife took care of your child. I filled some gaps. No, she was out. Uh, I filled some gaps in our kitchen uh, wall, and then I played some Far Cry. Highlight of 2014 for me. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it's, it's the same as Far Cry 3, but I don't mind that. It's pretty. Yeah, uh, if it ain't broke. Exactly. Troy Baker is brilliant as Pagan Min. He's not in it enough, but it's, he's mm. really, really good. Uh, I think they've overdone it on the kind of the druggy levels a bit, because obviously that was a big thing for Far Cry 3. Mm. And the two people, um, I can't even remember what they're called, the two, the, but the drug missions, they're just a bit painful. But yeah. apart from that, fantastic game. My game of the year. Awesome. Really? Bang, yes. Bish, bash, I like bosh. shooty things. You do like shooty I like things. hunting. I like helicopters. It's got everything. Yeah. But GTA Five is up there as well, because the next-gen remake of that is sweet. What, just quickly, what did you think of the first-person mode of that? Uh, I, so the, I didn't set it up correctly. I find the whole thing of playing GTA 
like Call of Duty, really weird. Mm. I quite like Call of Duty this year, actually, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I like guns, as you can see. <laughs> yeah. I should go and live in America. Recurring yeah, thing. Get, to, get yourself to Texas. Yeah. Um, so, uh, by all accounts, you need to kind of set it up. You can't just go, I'm going to switch to first-person mode and use third-person controls. It doesn't work. Uh, and I haven't had enough time. I'm, I'm just enjoying it playing how I always play GTA. So Yeah, okay. I found the uh, online bit a bit overwhelming. I found that when I so I I haven't tried it recently, but when I started it ages ago, um, when it when it first came out, I enjoyed it, but I don't know, it's just a bit much for me. I, I'm not very good, uh, like games where you have to create a character because mm-hmm. I can't be asked half the time. Anyway, I created what I thought looked a bit like me. It turns out he's a bit more like a little Latino uh, Robert Downey <laughs> Jr. <laughs> I tried to make myself in Dragon Age Inquisition, and it went really badly. It, and every time I, I walk down the street, I just go. <laughs> so yeah that didn't quite work out that was funny yes good uh, so that, yeah that's it me and games love them okay I've got a film that we didn't talk about actually yes. which I wanted to bring up uh, I think one of the biggest stories of the year if not the biggest in terms of what was released is the Lego movie that was because no one was expecting mm. much from that really it was the guys that made 21 Jump Street so you thought well it'll be smart and it'll be funny but by all accounts, it was very good. Yep. I mean, I didn't love it, but I think I need to rewatch it. I oh, think really I was just in a bad it. mood. Yeah. Uh, but it made half a billion, pretty much worldwide. Wow. And they're rushing a bunch of sequels now. So there's a there's a Ninjago uh, movie coming out, which yes. is based on the martial arts Lego toys. Yeah. But then um, Leapfrogging Lego 2, uh, which was penciled in for 2018, uh, they're going to do a Batman Lego movie as well. Right. Starring Will Arnett as, as the voice of Batman in 2017. I love that about the Lego movies that you had obviously the Lego world, but you had all of these little characters. It was almost like a, a free pass to have all of your favourite characters yeah. in one film. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was really, really good for that. I was, I was surprised by how much Batman was in it. it yeah, it really was. So that's yeah, exciting stuff. Yeah, big surprise. And obviously, uh, one we didn't mention is Godzilla. Does that does that uh, does that fall into win or? I lost. It just feels yeah. that right. It's a bit interstellar for me. It was yeah. fine. I enjoyed watching it, but I enjoyed Interstellar more actually. But Godzilla, it was like, oh, I don't really care about anyone here. No. And yeah. I feel it, like, especially after Breaking Bad and, mm-hmm. and like, you know, kind of wanting something exciting, Brian Cranston. It, yeah, it was all right. Um, but, but very, very forgettable. Yeah. I'm halfway through Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ah. So far. You're liking it? enjoying it yeah I haven't, I haven't watched it yet <laughs> right it's you know take it at face value like um, I, no spoilers but like um, Megan Fox's character April April O'Neil has just discovered the um, origins of the turtles <laughs> so rubbish okay um, but apart from that you know I, I, I think you know there's some funny like one liners in there like yeah. it's in the trailer with him doing his Batman voice like yeah. one of the turtles doing his Batman voice but yeah it's, so far it's alright it's what? It's Michael okay. Bay movie, isn't it? Yeah. That it is. Yeah. Uh, any more gamey stuff? That well, uh, I can't remember. I don't think I mentioned it. Metal Gear Ground Zeroes. Lots of people talking about how it's the kind of biggest waste of money in terms of demo because you can finish in eight minutes. That <coughs> is absolute horse crackers. It's exceptional. Uh, and if you disagree with me, then you are wrong. Uh, and it <laughs> sets me up for Phantom Pain. I've seen a lot of Phantom Pain, uh, E3, mm. Gamescom, and then obviously there was a bit more of online showing at the Games Awards. That is one of my big games for next year. If it, hopefully it will come out next year. Mm. Cannot wait for that. Uh, Kojima is a genius, and we mm. had him in the office. In fact, that's probably one of my personal highlights: is getting Kojima in the office for two hours and 
spending time figuring out what it is that kind of makes him tick. And he, he told us some stuff about Phantom Pain that still hasn't been revealed. Cool. Unfortunately, I can't talk about it now. Uh, I know. Annoying. Yeah. So that's my personal highlight. And what, what about GTA Five? I see that on I, here. I, I spoke about it. Okay. About first I, person I was listening to that bit. <laughs> you what's, what's, what's your personal highlights? We'll finish up on personal highlights. Chris? To begin? Chris is your personal highlight. Isn't no. that nice? That is very sweet. I get that a lot. You're my personal highlight too, Chris. Uh, I will Go jump on. in though if Luke is scared. Well, I was just thinking. <laughs> um, so, uh, entertainment-wise, yeah. uh, we didn't even talk about it, but uh, True Detective has been my favourite thing in terms of games, films, TV. I think it was just a really, really well put together show. Yeah. Uh, every aspect of it. It was a writer and director. I didn't really know much about either of those guys. I'd, I'd seen uh, the director's Jane Eyre film before, yeah. but like it wasn't, he wasn't someone who was really on my radar. And it was just so out there and so original and unusual. And and then obviously McConaughey's, it's just right, he's riding the crest of a yes. wave, but it's as good as anything he's done the last three years. Was Wolf of Wall Street? That was last year, wasn't it? Um, or, yeah, mm, yeah, it was January it was, here. It was, it, was, it was like November in the States. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was he shot that when he was doing Dallas Buyers Club. That because that's why he's so skinny. Kind of go through. Wow. But he, um, uh, that's why he's so skinny in Wolf of Wall Street, and he's starting to put the weight back on when he did True Detective was after. Yeah. But yeah, and, and yeah, to see him and Woody Harrelson, it was just I just I didn't like the last episode particularly. So but I've I th- only seen the first episode. Okay, I thought it was just a brilliant, really hypnotic, disturbing but very addictive piece of television. You really have to concentrate though, and mm. that was the biggest issue. Like uh, my wife and I sat down and started to watch it, and she was kind of like, "Who's that?" What's going on here? Yeah, but you know what? You know what happens? You start letting it go over your head a little bit because you start realising that Rustin, what he says, doesn't make a lot of sense. So you don't need to have to try that hard. He's just out there. And then the plot line, you can follow that if you want, but it's as much about these two guys, really. It's the story of their friendship and their bizarre relationship they have. But yeah, and I think it's really cool that they're going to, you know, they're going in a different direction with the next series, new actors, new characters, yeah, yeah, yeah. just the same title, but the same right, the same director. So for me, that was the thing I most enjoyed this year. Mm. Without Did you meet any of your kind of like movie heroes that you hadn't done before? Um, I had, I had a weird interview with no, I won't say. Um, <laughs> was it th- this year I got that cool Harrison Ford exclusive? That was quite exciting. What was that? Where he uh, told me that he was in talks to do Blade Runner 2, right. having spent yeah, the last yeah, 30 yeah. years well, slagging off Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah. And there, was no, there wasn't a moment where anyone thought he was going to do this. And then right. I just mentioned it in passing because uh, I, I was basically told not to ask him about Star Wars. So I right. thought, well, what else can I ask him about? Yeah, and yeah. I did that. And he was like, yeah, I've just spoke to Ridley about it. I was like, oh. <laughs> I did, did a full on double take it's that yeah. moment isn't it when you light up so that was quite cool and then afterwards the guy said that I was the only person that day that made him laugh wow. well done you because you I, I asked I said so would you do it he said yeah I said would you will there be voiceover this time and he went bless <laughs> 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 him uh, so this year was my first E3 and my first Gamescom oh yeah you didn't do Gamescom last year no so that, Pork knuckle virgin. Yeah, so that was really... Ex- <laughs> That's a phrase that longs for context. Um, I've seen that movie. Uh, um, That's disgusting. No, um, I, it, it was... <laughs> We've got a name for the podcast. I am... Um, <laughs> you just said that. I am... Um, I no, I really enjoyed it though. Um, but this year, my, not, the pork, not the pork knuckle. Um, but I really liked... Um, 
I interviewed Ed Boon, who was kind of, I used to play, like Mortal Kombat was one of the first games I ever had, and I played it with my dad when I was young. So I've always loved the Mortal Kombat series. So that, yeah. he's always been one of my gaming heroes, so that was massive. Nice. Um, and I freaked out a little bit. Uh, I've already said that I love Warcraft, so I interviewed Tom Chilton, who again was one of the lead designers on the original Warcraft, did t- the You've Burger all your heroes. But, but until this year, no. And, um, and then we let you out. And then you let me out of the cage. Um, yeah. And then the final. Get used to it. Then the final one was Andrew House and Mark Cerny, who I interviewed at uh, the Develop Conference in Bry- Brighton. Right. And um, Mark Cerny, like, seemed, was very personal, but very nice. Um, uh, and Andrew House does this thing where he kind of researches you a little bit beforehand. And so he ah. kn- he knows stuff about you because, it, uh, you know. What did he know about it? Did he know that you were a port knuckle virgin? He, <laughs> he did know I was a port knuckle virgin. <laughs> uh, you, the port knuckle virgin. But, you know, as a, as a journalist, something you do is, you know, you would do your <laughs> yeah. research before you interview people, right? So you can kind of, you know what you're <coughs> asking. What did he know about you? Oh, he like, you know, was, he said like, oh, I saw that feature you wrote the other day. Oh yeah, no, hi Luke, before we were introduced and all of this. And like, so even if it was just speaking to the PR beforehand, but like right. he'd kind of, Try to put me on the back foot, and so I was always a bit like, "Ooh!" And we were dancing a little bit around it. And by the oh, end, I was. <laughs> I know, I know, no, no. And by the end, no, 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 no. Because on camera. Because rather than him just talking, and so I kind of felt. That by the end, I was like, "Are we, are we flirting a little bit?" And it was kind of a little bit what? erotic. What's what going on? on? Uh, so you a... did the Charleston and then started kissing. I never heard anything like it. No, we didn't it. kiss, but it came close. No, but anyway, so I had some very good interviews. What a hell of a 2014 it's been, eh? Uh, yeah. Uh, I hope that's not libelous. I don't think it is. Like Slander more. It depends whether you're telling the truth or not. Yeah. Hopefully you are. Uh, listeners, that was our best of 2014. Mm. Uh, mm. We'd love to hear about yours. Uh, as always, you can get in touch, IGN underscore UK feedback, IGN.com. Uh, although by the time you will watch and listen to this, we'll be gorged on turkey and booze. We will so, bug it off. I will be busy seeing if I can buy the URL for pork knuckles. Virgin.com. <laughs> That's taken, surely. <laughs> Why would it be? <laughs> Don't point at me. Anyway, uh, thank you uh, for well, all the support that you've given us over the last year. Yeah. Obviously, Podcast 250, we didn't mention that, and that was one hell of a highlight. Well, yeah, that's that because was... if you were there, you can't remember it. That's true. And again, the Duck If you can remember it, you weren't there. I think, again, the Duck Hunters, I think, that, like, genuinely, this was the year that they kicked ass. Obviously, the Tilly memes on the Facebook page, which has now kind of dried up since you've joined. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Let's bring him back. Like I bought Branta back. Exactly. So, yeah, thank you so much for your support, and we will see you again in 2015. Cheerio. Until then, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.